0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome everyone. Carm Capriotto. Remarkable Results Radio. Good to have you here. Hey, look, you know, we are the service aftermarket's best kept secret to personal networking. Trust me, I know. You tell me. You tell me. You know, we've got a newsletter, and it comes out probably three times a week. I write a blog on that every Monday. It keeps you in touch with what's going on, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some crazy thoughts from my mind. Remarkable results.biz forward slash insider if you would love to subscribe. Here's my guest, Dr. David Wyman. Hi, Dave.
1: Good morning, or wherever somebody is, good afternoon or evening
0: psychologist from Wyman Consulting, wymanconsulting.com. Thank you so much. I counted five episodes with me since I met you a few years back. And every time you come on, we seem to just hammer nail something it's so good when it comes to the people side of our life. And I, and I just want to tease the world. We've done episodes on creating a sticky organization, the many roles of the shop owner. That was great. Handling a toxic employee, managing holiday stress. Wow, that came out perfectly on time in December of 2021. And stress busters to deal with the emotional roller coaster that sometimes we are always on. So thank you for bringing your wisdom here to the show. So appreciate it. Now today, how to give critical feedback. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-day working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, for over 30 years, Napa Trax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Here's the three things we're going to talk about today. Common mistakes for managers that managers make. What happens when people feel criticized? Ouch. And how to give effective critical feedback. So, my friend, uh, take us down the path.
1: As I uh, was writing up the notes, I started having flashbacks to my father going over my report cards with me in high school. And uh, I wish I had been able to share this with him then in terms of how to give critical feedback. Apparently, I wasn't all that awesome a student then. But this is, you know, it's one of the things that people tend to do sort of by using their own instincts or best judgment. That's part of why things can sort of go sideways, because it's easier to kind of think of what we're going to say. And say that than it is to understand the sort of the psychology of what it's like to hear and receive that. And that's where I think some of the kind of the sticky issues crop up.
0: So I have made every mistake you mentioned. I have, as a receiver of that information, felt so hurt by some of the stuff never even giving a chance to reply and response. So uh, let's start with your common mistakes.
1: These are the ones that I think people will be able to relate to right off the bat. And it's from the perspective of the person who's giving the feedback. But if you've ever gotten feedback that was critical and made you feel cruddy, you remember that for a long time. I mean, people remember that forever. But some of the things that managers tend to do that are mistakes or waiting too long to give the feedback. They kind of wait until they get fed up and then they let it out. So that's one. The second was related to that. If you're letting things fester and stew by the time that you give the feedback, you're really angry. So that that's another issue. A third one is talking about things you didn't directly observe. So we hear employees maybe complaining about somebody, and then we go to that person who they've been complaining about to talk about it, but we never directly observe those things. Related to that is mind reading, which happens a lot. Managers start to interpret the behavior and analyze it. So, well, you know, you were probably mad when you came in that day. I know things aren't going well at home and uh, you got to stop bringing that stuff into the shop, but we don't know that. We're projecting that onto the other person, or we're doing a little mind reading there. The second to last thing that tends to happen on my list is kind of loading up with several complaints at the same time. You're always late. You, you know, you didn't handle this customer well. You never put the tools back. Like, like we just kind of have a laundry list of things, and they get blasted with all of that. And finally talking too long at the beginning of the conversation there's problems with all of these things each one of them has their own kind of consequence to it but they're related to one another if i waited a long time and now there's multiple things that i need to address with the person there's a tendency to make it like the opening statement of a court case where you're reading off all of the sins of the person i'm reminded of a of a story from lake wobegon days where this this kid is angry at the town and In Martin Luther style, he writes up a whole list of complaints and he nails them to the church door and then he leaves. And there's just this list of complaints there. These are all sort of related to
0: one another. I'm with you, man. I've done it. And, and, you know, should I do it now? It really wasn't bad. Maybe they were having a bad day. So, okay. I'm not going to sit down with that individual. Maybe I should stop and look for a pattern. Now I found it happening once. I found it happening twice. And so I think I better sit down. And to your point, now I'm pent up. Now I'm realizing that you know I've got to fix this issue. It's my responsibility. And I think that's one of the big things here is who in your organization is responsible for this kind of critical feedback.
1: And if there's a culture of avoiding feedback... Everybody colludes with one another not to address things with the person they involve. They'll tell everybody else, but they won't talk to that person about it.
0: Yeah. I think we're all guilty for that. Did you see Bob do that? Yeah. I saw him. No one says, What are you going to do about it? It's just, it's just conversation. One more customer left after talking to Bob. (laughs) Seemed to be in a home. He laid
1: tracks on the way out of the parking lot. Isn't that funny? It's like, uh, that's just Bob. Uh, The other thing is, you know, related to this is uh, that's just, you know, or the opposite of that is it'll it'll get better on its own. We're not going to address it. We don't want to make it worse. When is the last time that somebody who had this sort of pattern of behavior just spontaneously stopped? That's not often because people tend to kind of behave in predictable ways in, in terms of patterns and
0: things. It's worth the price of admission for this episode. They usually don't stop. So if you see something, unless it's lack of training, maybe, but if you did not provide direction at the time, and that is critical feedback, I get that, but they won't stop. I think that's the biggest point here. You've got to address it. And I would think that, hey, Bob, let me talk to you about you know, something that recently just happened here just a few moments ago maybe you're having a bad day something going i mean obviously we'd love to get your tactics on how to give critical feedback but i guess the point is is we would have a whole better life a better business a better team if we didn't incubate these feedback
1: it's a lot better to do it as you just mentioned as close to the event as possible for positive feedback too you want to mention the positive thing as soon as you can so that they they remember what it is and that it's fresh in the manager's mind, and the person that they're talking to. On the positive side, you can share the emotional impact of that too. That was awesome when you did that for this customer because that's exactly how we want to show up to the public. That's exactly the kind of place we want to be. We want people to feel that way, and you did that. And even for the, the leader to explain how it felt to them made me realize that the values that we have here really do matter because you showed it. That took me five seconds to say it's going to have a permanent impact on the employee because they carry that with them, too. They carry the positive as well as the critical stuff with them.
0: Let me stop and ask the great question of the sandwiching good news, bad news, good news. And so if I'm giving you a great compliment on something you just recently did, I mean, you just took care of a customer beyond exactly what our culture here in the company is. And maybe the person is waiting for the bad foot to drop because I gave you such a great compliment. Does that go on? Does that happen?
1: I have a theory that the person who created the sandwich technique was joking and it just got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> people like started doing it. It's bad for exactly the reason that you mentioned. First of all, it's super transparent. People can tell when a manager is giving them the throwaway compliment because now I'm going to tell you why I really think you suck, and then I'm going to tell you later that. But your shirt is always tucked in as the, la- as the last piece of the sandwich. What you can start doing from a psychology perspective is what you describe. People start getting conditioned that good news is always followed by bad news. And that's the core problem with the sandwich technique. What's interesting is it's easy and it's easy to, re- it's easy to do and it's easy to remember. Some managers will latch on to that as a way of giving feedback, but it's a terrible idea. <laughs> It's just because people begin to associate good news and bad news. Well, he's telling me something or he or she is telling me something good. Get to the point, you know, the the bad stuff.
0: There's nothing like the feeling of getting great news, great direction from someone. I mean, it's almost like you elevate yourself. You never touch on the ground for maybe the next five, 10 minutes. Could be the whole day when you get a positive compliment and get direction. And, you know, and I've been... I don't know if this is the proper time to say it. I remember getting a review, and it was one of those reviews in the company. My boss was the president, and I had a chance to fill out the identical review. So it was a peer review, if you will. And where he graded me on some things, I graded myself really high. There was a major gap because it's what he wanted and, his, and, it, and what was I giving, but he offered no grounds to find middle ground. And so, you know, you get pretty upset when you you don't get the kind of review from the boss that you expect. But you know what? He wasn't the boss inside of the building that I was at. He he was not remote, but at a different place. And so he didn't have a lot of time to even pick up the phone and say, hey, fix this. I learned a lot from that, especially when you've got a scar and you carry that forward. And I'm just speaking to every shop owner out there. If you've ever been in that situation, remember what it feels like.
1: You're also bringing up, aside from that really critical point, that that feeling just, there's no expiration date on that. It doesn't dissipate over time. That when there's a disconnect between how you view yourself and how a leader is viewing you, That all by itself is something to talk about. Hey, why do we see this so differently? And I often encourage managers, if they're giving feedback and the person doesn't see it that way, don't try to go top turnbuckle on them, as they used to say in wrestling, and just force them into submission. It's not a steel cage match, but try to learn, hey, why do we see this so differently? Like, my sense is that you get angry at customers when X happens You say you don't feel that way. I wonder why we see it so differently and make that the thing to resolve instead of saying, no, damn it, I'm going to show you videos of you doing it. It's not a court case and it shouldn't feel that way. But sometimes managers feel like, well, I need to lay on more evidence until they submit. (laughs) Okay, I yell at people, but they don't really believe that. So exploring that disconnect is important. And you were bringing up earlier When you give feedback right away, you're helping create a feedback culture where we're much, it's, there's more give and take. So it shouldn't get to the point where there's a review and the manager and the employees see things so differently. That shouldn't happen. That, that's diagnostic all by itself.
0: Well, what happens with uh, Dr. David and me, here's what happens. We get together. We've got these notes. We have this beautiful episode flow. And then Karm jumps in from the left to the right. Because <laughs> I, I, I just love listening to you. You bring back all these incredible, you know, like you say, that issue that happened was like nine years ago. And I still remember it as well as I am looking at you. I said that only for this reason, is let's get back on track <laughs> and let's do the point too. what happens when people feel criticized. I think it's important to look at that.
1: The most important thing that for managers to realize is as somebody starts to feel criticized, right off the bat, this wall starts going up and it happens fast. And they start thinking of how to respond and defend themselves and they stop listening to what you're saying. And that kind of derails the entire process. So, If you look at all the things we talked about that managers tend to, sort of the mistakes that they make, the long introduction all this other stuff the person stops listening after the first few act the first accusation anyway and they don't hear the rest of it. as we get angry we stop paying attention to that input. It's not that we don't hear the other person speaking but it's noise. It's like the things that we get used to a fan running in the background or you know the if there's a light where there's a bell that goes off and we hear that tone we, we stop paying attention to it. so when people start to get defensive they stop listening. And you can imagine that wall that goes up, what's happening behind the wall is they're thinking of how to defend themselves. They can also feel resentful for everything that was described to them. They might not see it the same way. They might think you don't have enough information. You didn't see what happened right before you walked in as the manager. I have heard a lot of employees say, if I've been doing this for three months, why are you only telling me now? It would have been better if you told me, as you pointed out earlier, the first time you saw it, then we, I wouldn't have kept doing it. And the last of those is the angry response that you get. A lot of managers are surprised that they're giving somebody feedback and the person got really angry and came back at them as with equal force. And that's a reflection
0: of how disrespected they felt. I guess the way to prevent this, I'm thinking out loud here, uh, Dr. David, is that we do this when it happens. Nothing gets pent up. Nothing gets built up. It becomes a conversation rather than it becomes an event.
1: Without question. Yeah, 100%. Also, it's fresher in everyone's mind. That's why there's a statute of limitations in the law, because the further you are from the event happening, memories fade. People move on. They're not
0: the, you know, witnesses aren't there anymore. If you went to Apex 2022, then you realized the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional. Joe's Garage is your place with 10 working bays as you experienced real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest. Now, work is underway to make next year's Apex 2023 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your sales and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening as we bring you the latest from Apex 2023. Save the date, October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. NapaTrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. NapaTrax offers the industry's best post sale support, hands down, and we train your people on site. Yep, on site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at NAPATRACS, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Okay, great setup for, you know, the, the whole reason we're doing this episode is the how to give critical feedback. and We have solutions. <laughs> yes, and, and I can't wait for them because we need this stuff.
1: The mindset to me is critical. If the mindset is correct the tools are easier to use. If the mindset isn't correct, the tools don't work. And the mindset here is not to prosecute the person, <laughs> but to be curious about what their reaction is to what they're tell- What we're telling them. Be curious about what their reaction is to the feedback. That mindset of curiosity creates an open loop. I'm going to tell them something, but I'm open to what they're saying too. People can pick up on that. People can tell when you are listening and when you're paying attention versus you're giving them critical feedback and you don't want to hear another word because you're just there to tell them all the damn things that they did wrong. The mindset has to be one of curiosity about what the person has to say, what their reaction is. Once you have that locked in, the rest is pretty easy. And it's a wonderful model from the Center for Creative Leadership, which is a wonderful organization, sort of a think tank and many other things related to leadership. They created something called the situation behavior impact model for giving feedback. And folks can look that up online and see what the CCL Center for Creative Leadership uh, explains about it. But basically, it's boiling down your feedback, whether it can be used for positive feedback or critical feedback. But you mentioned the situation first. Generally, what was going on, where what was happening there? When you were taking the keys from the customer, that's the situation And they said they looked up the problem on Google. That's the situation. Taking the keys, the person says something. The behavior, and I have to see the behavior. This isn't mind reading. This isn't, hey, Joe told me that Bob did this, something that I observed. You rolled your eyes when the customer said that. And they asked to talk to the manager. (laughs) So that's like I'm a news reporter there and I'm just reporting what happened, what I observed. I'm not reading into it and I'm not analyzing it. I'm just saying... When you were taking the keys from the customer and they said they looked this problem up on Google, you rolled your eyes. The impact was the customer saying, I saw that I want to talk to the manager. So we've packaged this together really tight. That's the whole feedback right there. You mentioned the situation, customer hands the keys and mentions that they looked up the problem on Google. The behavior, I noticed you rolled your eyes. I'm not saying you got angry because I don't know that. I'm just saying what I saw, you rolled your eyes. The impact, the customer said I saw that and I want to talk to the manager. Now, I can also give the impact on me. When you rolled your eyes, I got worried because the customer seemed offended by that. I can give my the impact on me, but in the case that we're sharing right now, I'm noticing the impact on the customer and the customer is really important because when they pay us, we have a way to pay other people. <laughs> there you know, to to survive. The point of the model is you stick to the facts. You stick with one situation only. You remarked earlier, and we've repeated this, do it as soon after the event as you can so it's fresh in everyone's mind. And then you quickly turn the conversation over to the person you're giving the feedback to. Tell me your thoughts about that. I do not say tell me your side of that because that makes it sound like we're on opposite sides and we're not. I just stop and say, you know, what do you think? What are your thoughts about that? What's your reaction to it? They will start talking right away and explaining what their side of it was. I actually heard someone say in a similar situation, I wasn't rolling my eyes. The lights flickered, the fluorescent lights flickered, and I looked up to see what
0: was going on.
1: That's okay. That's their version of it.
0: But you had a learning moment right there. The eyes will never flicker again. No, The eyes won't go up ever, no matter if there's a flicker or not, because the customer took the flicker as he didn't care he wasn't paying attention. I look at what you just said in this whole, the situation, behavior, and the impact is to tell that individual, I want to learn why. I want to learn why. And then you toss, that that that's a great way, if you will, to open up, to toss it back to them. I want to learn why. Why did that happen?
1: Why do you think that happened? What's your, you can say, what's your view of that? I just don't say, what's your side of the story? Because that makes it sound, I mean, I'm standing there. So we all saw the same thing. And what we're looking to do is co-create the solution. I could say, how are you going to make sure you never do that again? But I need some information first. Like, well, they say, well, you know, if one more person tells me they looked it up on Google, I can't handle this anymore. It's super frustrating. I might say, what can we do to manage that in the future? What's the good response to that?
0: But Dr. David, we as a company, I'm being a little creative here. We as a company have a process and a policy that says when that happens, you didn't say what our program is, what our policy is. And our policy is, let us be your Google. We're professions at this. We've got ASE certified technicians. We've been here for 30 years, ton of loyal customers, which of course we would love to have you as one. I get it. You want to Google. I mean, I, I go to Google for everything, but we are so baked in to solutions and problems for safe and reliable vehicles. Let us be your Google.
1: That's an excellent answer to that. And if the person knew it but didn't use it, we can at least inquire about that. Oh, do you remember what we how we talked in the, you know, the quick training we did on this, how to respond to that? They might say, oh, damn it, you know, I forgot that. Or they might say, well, I was about to say that, but then they asked to talk to the manager when they said that I rolled my eyes. We're not necessarily trying to linger too much on the past because business doesn't take place in the past. Business takes place in the future and right now. We want to kind of have the conversation of, what can we do to make sure that we're responding that like we handle that the way we talked about in the future? What do you want to what do you want to do about that? How do you want to solve that? How do you want to recall that?
0: So you also give advice uh, Dr. David to keep your opening short. So you you really want the conversation to be more on their side than your side?
1: You want to turn it over as quickly as possible so that the wall doesn't have a chance to go up. And the recommendation there is to keep it to three sentences Of 10 words or less some people write this out and they'll even try it out with a colleague before they say it though this sounds like i'm spending a lot of time on this but you know what i'd rather spend the time up front and then have it go faster once we get into it than not spend the time up front and have these lingering issues that take three times as long to deal with on the back end if we don't do it right in the beginning and so part of it when i used to do this in seminars this can sound a little complicated, but we would have the manager who was going to give the critical feedback write up what they wanted to say. And then if you and I were paired together working on this, I'd hand it to you to read it to me. So I have a chance to hear my own words. It's super powerful. And so you would say to me, David, customer came in yesterday, handed you the keys, said I looked up this on Google, and you rolled your eyes, and they, they immediately saw that. And said they want to talk to the manager, they felt disrespected. What's your thought about that? Now I get a chance to hear it and see how am I reacting to that? And I might edit that a little bit based on that. But the bottom line is keeping it brief allows you to turn it over as soon as possible. And I just, by the way, I'm, we're using an example here that you know, it took me less than 30 seconds to say it. I've cut it down to the essence of it, the situation, the behavior, and the impact. And then what are are your thoughts about that?
0: It's great, great advice. What about body language, Dr. David?
1: Well, you can tell, although managers tend to ignore it for some reason. That's another, we'll add that to the list at the top of things that can go wrong. But You can tell when somebody has stopped listening and they're just waiting to talk because they, for people who are watching this, you know, somebody kind of, their mouth is open. They're waiting, (laughs) they're waiting to say something. There can be a point where managers, in trying to control the conversation, ignore that and keep going. But if you're noticing the expression on the person's face, um, that's part of the communication. We, Interestingly, in studies of body language, we're the least aware of what's going on with our own face because we can't see it. The other person can. But noting that, there's ways to note that and observe that, hey, it looks like, I noticed you're kind of shaking your head while I'm While I'm explaining what happened, what's going on?
0: What are you thinking about? And this should always be done in private. Mm -hmm.
1: Without question. And that's how we would want that delivered to us. The point that you made earlier that's now coming back to me as even more powerful is a lot of times when we're giving feedback, we're not putting ourselves in the shoes of the person who's receiving it. The exercise I mentioned is one way to get into that. But you brought up a point, which is, Remember the last time that happened to you where you felt really shocked or upset or angry about the feedback that you got. That returns the person psychologically to that very moment where they got that critical feedback. And I would be surprised if it wasn't more than eight years before. Maybe it was 18 years before. Maybe it was something somebody criticized them for when they were a kid, when they were playing sports or in school. And a teacher said, you're never going to get this. That
0: happened to me in fifth grade. See how I, re- I remember? It hangs around. Just a few years ago, I've told the story before on on a podcast. Before, <laughs> <laughs> math teacher fifth grade says your parents are going to be very, very upset. You're never going to take over the family business if you don't get this math thing. <laughs> <laughs> And the business was right next door to the school, right? So everybody knew who I was, and uh, I buckled down. I mean, there's some critical moments in life that really happened to you. One day, I got to tell my college story. That is really huge. Changed my life. was a big pivot in my life. It's not the time to tell it. But anyway, Dave, I'm so appreciative of what you're doing here because, like me, so many that are listening here, if you let this sink in... And just don't say, how could I be a better leader for my people? How, you know, this has everything to do with you. I think it has to do with family. I think it has to do with spouses. It has to do with children. And then let's think about the businesses today that claim great communicators, lots of transparency. Wow. All of this kind of lens there.
1: There's something you're saying that's making me realize that if we do it the right way, People are much more receptive the next time we have something to offer. The idea of showing that same appreciation we want them to have, and it's difficult because we're used to feeling defensive ourselves when someone gives us critical feedback. But if I were the shop manager and someone came up to me and said, I noticed that when one customer was waiting, you were on the phone Talking to somebody and you were criticizing another customer. And I could sort of see the customer who was standing there live kind of look down. I would want to know that I had done that as the owner, that I wasn't living up to my own values. But who's going to tell me? Because information has a hard time going uphill like water, right? It's <laughs> like we tend. But if I've created a culture of feedback, I should say to that person who told me that, wow, I did not realize that. I really appreciate you bringing that up. And the next time, I think I'm going to look around before I say something because I didn't notice they were there, honestly. you know, They came out of the bathroom and I didn't see them there. So there's an example of shop owner or manager getting feedback from an employee and responding with appreciation for it and even explaining a little bit more about why it happened. I didn't see them there. I'm really glad you brought that up. I'm going to look around more before I start talking on the phone.
0: What a powerful, powerful episode. One of my takeaways here is we can give you all of this education. We can give you all of these steps. Look look in the show notes. You'll see all of Dave's talking points to help you realize what we spoke about. But sometimes you got to do it once and fail in order to say, hmm, I see what they were talking about. I see why it doesn't work. And then you need to do it another time to get the positivity of it. And then you need yourself to ultimately change. I don't, again, unless you start doing role play after role play after role play, which is kind of a cool way. Maybe the team gets together, their organization gets together and says, hey, we're going to spend the next hour on critical feedback and how to do it right so that we can all groom and grow and be better and be a better team. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah. And if you think
1: about it, this model that the Center for Creative Leadership created is super efficient and it's very effective. And so if I'm looking for things that work in my business, when I was in the publishing business, if I was to implement something, I had two rules. It had to be effective and it had to be efficient. It couldn't be just one because then you get, you know, there's an old joke. The good news is we're making great time. The bad news is we're lost. So there's like, that's efficient, but not effective. I want both in my business because that's when we start to optimize uh, more of our time and we get better faster. So this is a no lose, like, the and the practice of it is important. And you're right. We're not always going to get it right. We're going to wind up loading more than one problem into our opening statement. We're going to wind up talking too long. But the goal is to get better at it, not to be perfect at the first time.
0: What an incredible episode. Thank you so much, Dr. David Wyman, Wyman Consulting, a psychologist at wymanconsulting.com. Our sixth episode together. He has brought so much incredible knowledge. Would you come back again sometime? Would love to.
1: Always a great conversation.
0: And by the way, Dr. David's stuff is so good that in our classroom page on our website where we have bundled different strategic you know, thinking, training stuff, uh, Dr. David has his own classroom module on all the episodes that he's done. So you can sit together as a team and just go over these, these episodes and get smarter and better at, at, at being a great leader Great owner, great husband, great wife. Anyway, have a, have a super uh, great weekend, man.
1: Thank you. You too. It was great being with you.
0: Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time...